Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors for today. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Promotions East. And guess what? They've got a, uh, a show coming up, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Promotions East, it's returning to the beautifully renovated Harris Resort in Atlantic City, October 2nd through the 4th. And as the largest branded merchandise uh, and promotional products event in the Northeast, Promotions East features two floors of supplier exhibits uh, and, and um, interested with uh, unique experiences or sorry, inter, um, yeah, intertwined with unique experiences, tailored education, demos, interactive displays and plenty of networking and socializing opportunities. Uh, new this year, Sagney welcomes end buyers to the experience. Promotions East, along with their distributors, meeting suppliers and exploring products side by side. Limited booth space is still available. Visit PromotionsEast.com today for details and to sign up for special alerts and discounts. Registration will open uh, in July. Use P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-23 for complimentary admission. Again, that's PromotionsEast.com, October 2nd through the 4th at Harrah's in Atlantic City. It's going to be awesome. It was a good time last year. Uh, finally back in Sagney's control. We made some awesome changes. So really excited about uh, Promotions East and what they're going to continue to do to tweak and make that show the best for sure. So why don't we say hi to Meg Erber. Meg, how are you? I'm doing great. I was just going to add to it. I'm really excited too. Like I think this year is going to be even better than last year. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to do a live podcast because I was able to rope Steven in. He is 100% going to be there. He cannot escape it now. <laughs> when, when, when you're part of the, the production now, you got to be there. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, really good. Lots of travel lately. I know we've had a lot of pre-recorded shows. Um, we're all on the road again. I was in Mexico for work. I'm just back and forth in the weekends up to Maine trying to get this house ready to rent. Still not ready yet, but oh so much work but otherwise how are you how are you steven and jeff <laughs> go ahead steven <laughs> uh i'm doing great i'm uh realizing that i can't genie plus or lightning lane myself <sighs> through my emails uh or life i just got back from disney for from for the past like eight days so um, and that is your life the genie plus is your entire life for eight days is all you know yeah i i mean every food ride photo thing i'm like in it we wrote drop two of the days i mean we were there from like we didn't see the sun when we got there or left like that's we were like you're diehard it was it was was a grind it was a grind well, I've got great. two little girls, but I don't know that I'll ever be taking them to, uh, to Disney, man. Uh, it's just uh, crazy expensive. And from everything that I hear, uh, just lines galore and just not worth the I don't money. know how to avoid those lines. You, know? you have yeah. to take Steven. You have to take well, him. I, I will Steve a shout-out. a whole out lot of cash, we for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we were there for, uh, for my daughter, who was dancing a Main Street Parade. So Aww. that was awesome, and they did such a good job. It was a, it was a fun experience. So uh, 
That is super cool. That was pretty awesome. How are you doing, Jeff? I mean, you look really, Mm. you know, fresh cut, so fresh and so clean, clean Mm -hmm. today. What was it? Uh, Yeah, sure. You know, just uh, (laughs) I lowered the ears a little bit and shaved the beard, but uh, all, all is well. All is well. Uh, but yeah, like you'd mentioned, we've, you know, everybody's traveling again. So uh, it's, we've had the last couple episodes pre-recorded and it's, I guess the last time we were actually together, even that was pre-recorded, but uh, the day before was at, um, at lead, lead which yeah. we're discuss today. We've got a special guest, uh, Andrea Kramer with uh, City Apparel out of Ohio. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about NALC and lead because uh, you were actually able to attend both, which is awesome. But uh, Andrea, it is customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, maybe tell us how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since. So before we launch into the topic, why don't we start off there? Well, thanks, Jeff. Steven, I've got a question. How old are your kids? 10 and 5. And how did it go? Was it seamless? It was awesome. Um, so we, it's, we're, we're, kind of, we're kind of Disney pros before we got there. So like we've done it, we've done it a couple of times, but um the age brackets like every time you go as they get older it's just a different experience because they can either ride more things or they're interested in characters or shows and so like this one was a fun round because my youngest who just who's five was just over 42 inches tall so it was like she could ride basically all but two rides in all the parks so um you couldn't go on velociraptor right that was out the wrong park (laughs) we couldn't go on aerosmith um uh everest the yeti ride and um uh, tower of terror those are the ones that are 48 Mm. inches Mm. the rest are 42 and then all the other ones are there's a couple 38s and then no no heights but it was great it was a great time that's awesome i uh i miss those those days so Again, I'm Andrea with City Apparel and Merch. I'm a mother of three. Um, I'm an empty nester. And so I'm a little envious when I hear those stories of the magical kingdom or just spending time with the kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a little bit about me. Um, As I mentioned, I'm an empty nester. I've got twin boy and girl that uh, Libby is going into her senior year at Florida Gulf Coast in Fort Myer, Florida, living her very best life. And her twin brother is going into his senior year at Robert Morris in Pittsburgh uh, playing football. So he, too, is living his very best life. And then my oldest daughter, Kelsey, lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and she just joined the family biz uh, about a year ago. She's an account manager for City Apparel and Merch. Um, So you guys had asked about how I got into the business and in the industry, and it was by accident. So, uh, but, you know, I've heard from everyone, once you get in, you can never get out, (laughs) right? And I've also heard that it ends up being kind of a family business. All of the family members tend to join that path. But um, so when I joined my family business uh, back in 1998, uh, at the time, the company was a large uniform rental company and facility services and retail dry cleaning stores. Um, I had just finished my MBA, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I was a a young mom and wanted to get out into the workforce. And so I joined the family business and did a little bit of everything. And after a few years, decided to go into selling the merchandise that my family was renting. Right. So going out and and selling uniforms or caps and jackets. Um, And 
I would say a couple years in, we were selling a lot of Ashworth. That's kind of a blast from the past. Wow. They <laughs> invited uh, me to join them in Vegas for a show that they were attending. And so I booked a ticket and headed out to Vegas and um, attended their suite. And when I completed my visit, I was really wowed by the, the presentation. But I walked downstairs and I realized there is this huge trade show going on. And I just wandered up and asked someone at the booth what this was all about. And they said, this is PPAI, baby. I don't know if they said baby, but. And so should have. Said, yeah. and for a small fee of $500, you can walk through these doors and learn more about our industry. And that's essentially how I got into the promotional products world. Um, wow. It opened up my eyes to a whole nother world that I didn't even know existed, albeit my background was in uh, marketing and organizational leadership. So um, I was super excited to see that there was a whole nother path other than just uniforms and jackets to sell <laughs> to our customers. Um, then a few years in, we decided to start a separate branch of the organization called City Apparel, which eventually became City Apparel and Merch. And um, several years later, I bought the business. My family was kind enough to sell it to me um, about seven years ago. And I branched out again and did some rebranding, bought a facility, you know, brought on more employees. And here we are today. Um, we have 14 employees, uh, several DCX employees. I want to give a shout out to Delegate. They've been an amazing partner. Um, and we are a little different and unique that we uh, do in-house decoration um, with embroidery and heat transfers and such. And kind of our mainstay is e-commerce company stores. So uh, we uh, started our first uniform allowance program with Procter & Gamble in 2005. And that kind of opened our doors to the e-commerce and company store pathway. Wow. Awesome. A lot. You came right in and then just kind of hit the ground running. Yeah. Uh, Steven yeah. also uses Delegate CX. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, we, we yeah. love Michael. We love that company. They seem to be a, a great company. Well, Jeff and I just happened to meet you during our dine around for LEAD um, back in early June. And we were just blown away by your charisma. And we were like, we have to get her on the podcast. So we are so thankful that you came on to actually talk about NALC and LEAD from your perspective. Um, Jeff, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've attended LEAD several times, um, probably about five in person. Um, and then I think I did the first year that they did it virtually um, and then kind of skipped out the last year or two. But I uh, was super excited to have it back in person again. <clears throat> I think it's uh, it's very a very unique experience to be able to attend uh, LEAD. And I know that we've discussed it on the podcast before. We've had Maurice on uh, from PPAI to sort of discuss how to get involved if you're ever interested in attending. And I, I would definitely recommend that you do. It's a great experience. Um, first of all, it's really cool just to see what PPAI does, uh, the, the issues that they're lobbying on behalf of the industry for. Um, and, and things like that. And plus, you know, uh, the, uh, the dine around, I mean, the, the lead was actually the first time that I've ever been part of a dine around before, not this year, but in the past. And, um, just a tremendous experience because you would never necessarily be, uh, in those collisions with people together any other way other than Jeff, honestly, that was a collision when we got into a car together. Do you guys remember how our night started off? Yeah. 
I mean, it, it could have been worse. I think there was like three other people that wanted to jump in the car with us as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a, that was an awesome experience. And of course, I I love the dine rounds. I love lead. Uh, but we're here to talk about NALC and lead. And uh, for those that don't know, NALC is the North American Leadership Conference, and LEAD is Legislative Education and Action Day. Uh, And this is the first year that PPAI has done them in conjunction with one another. So, um, and Andrea, I'm sure that's why you guys stayed over to do LEAD, right? Because it was just an easy, you know, in and out, able to do both things. Uh, so what were what were sort of your thoughts? Because you've you've done NALC a couple times now, uh, but a first timer for lead. So why don't you give us a little bit of feedback from your perspective? Yeah, I think NLAC this year was the best I've attended. Um, I think I've been to the DC event in the past, maybe four years ago, but the location was amazing. We were all stationed right across the street from the White House, um, all the monuments, memorials. So that was pretty amazing. But the content this year, I think, bar none, was the best that they've um, offered uh, to this particular event. Um, Speakers were great. Content was amazing, um, fast paced. And so we were super happy to be a part of NALC this year and especially with the location and then leading us into lead. Um, I've always been interested in lead, but I think that just being there um, kind of was a good segue for us. Um, like you mentioned, this was our first lead event, uh, or my first lead event. We also had our CFO join us, um, which did you guys meet Michael by the, by chance? Was he the one that was sitting next to you at dinner? Yes, he was. Well, remember I went on a couple diner rounds leading up to lead night. So uh, I yeah. <laughs> where that all landed. And we did kind of start off with a bang, right? The person that was leading our dine around ended up having to take a separate ride. And there was a lot of activity heading to the restaurant. Um, So, you know, back to the dine around, I just want to share that that was a great experience for us as well. I think dine arounds are just such a great format for our industry events. So we can have those real conversations and get to know each other instead of being across, you know, a conference room table or passing each other in the halls. So I think, you know, being with you guys honestly made myself and Michael a lot more comfortable about what the next day was going to look like. Although we've seen pictures and, you know, some, you know, promotions about lead in the past, you really can't visualize it until you're there and certainly speak to people that have had previous experience. And you guys were so pumped about it, you know, there was no place for us to go but up to, you know, go out there and show DC what PPAs, PPAI is all about. So that's um, amazing. That's really amazing. I don't, so, I don't know about you guys. Did you guys have, how many meetings did you guys have? Well, oh. go ahead, Jeff. How many meetings did you have? <laughs> I forgot, Meg. I forgot. No, it's okay. So I, um, I actually woke up with a, I don't, the, if you guys were in DC that day or even in anywhere on the Northeast, there was a layer of smoke that was covering um, everything. You couldn't even breathe. People had masks on the white from the Canadian wildfires. Right. So I don't know if if that had just triggered a migraine for me, but I have been having migraines nonstop for the last maybe month and a half, two months to the point where this was probably one of the worst ones. And I was, I threw up the next afternoon, like between, so I had to go to CVS. The guy, the manager was like, to, to, basically to like take care of me just to get me the Excedrin and check me out. It was so bad. 
I really had to rely on the kindness of strangers that day. I was like so embarrassed. I was upset. I was, I saw Jill and I'm like, I feel like I'm letting people down. I physically just couldn't even put a sentence together. I had such a bad migraine and I ended up going down and laying down before I made my way out of there around 1.30, 2 o'clock and then just went right home and went to bed. I just had the worst migraine and it just sucks. So I missed them all, unfortunately, but um, Jeff didn't. Yeah, the uh, the Canadian wildfires were crazy. Uh, yeah. If you were standing at the Capitol, you couldn't see the monument. Yeah. That's how crazy thick wow. it was. Yeah, it was yeah. really rough. And um, I didn't even like put the two and two together that it was possibly the smoke. I'm, I've just been getting them, but I think that smoke really just, just triggered me hardcore. But it was it was no, bad. It, it was no, really yeah, bad. Andrea, I was, I was very interested to hear that um, you, you actually liked the location. And I, I don't know if that was just because of NALC and where it was at and all that. But I think, um, you know, and I'll, I'll be a little bit more critical. Um, I, I really think that it's a great idea to do the two um, to do the two events together like that. Um, but I feel like lead kind of took a back seat uh, to the to I don't want to say it took a back seat to the staff, but. It, it felt like it was a little bit of an afterthought because they were still wrapping up in ALC, if that makes yeah. sense. So things didn't go out very quickly. Um, it, it could have been, you know, a little bit more organized in that sense. Um, but then the location for me personally, as a, as a lead person, um, was a little bit uh, less than um, stellar just because before, when we were at LEAD, we were literally a across the a block away from the Capitol. Oh, you're talking about so, the hotel location. Yeah, so trying to get to okay. was okay. yeah. very, very easy. Uh, you know, this time to get to your meetings, you got to take an Uber, and it's, you know, several miles down the road because, you know, you're at the, the White House instead of, you know, at the Capitol building. Right. Um, so there's some things that could be improved, and I'm sure that, you know, this being the first year that they've done them in together, their PPI is usually very good about, you know, taking on feedback and making those improvements. So hopefully moving forward, they'll take some of those things into consideration. But um, I, I, I loved it. You know, I, I like the fact that, you know, it, it exposed lead to people that wouldn't necessarily get that um, chance or wouldn't necessarily take that chance uh, just for lead. Um, so I thought it was really cool. We, we actually, we both, we only had two meetings. Um, and I don't know if that had to do with, uh, the, the time of the year or what, cause typically we would have, what are you laughing about, Meg? Nothing. Steven, he really wants okay. to say something. <laughs> so when you asked me a question, I'm answering it. Oh no, um, I know. So I'm just we, laughing We only had Steven. two meetings. Normally in, in past years, we've had like six or seven meetings, um, with you know the uh, the staffers, and so it was a, a little bit light this year, um, but it was good. Awesome. Stephen, yeah. Stephen, hey guys. <laughs> so I know um, when we've done some of the recaps uh, for for certain events, um, one of the things is that we always try to do is try to figure out like you know what did we miss by not being there, or, or what's what would someone not know, um, you know, having not attended. So I was hoping. Um, maybe all of you, I guess, could share a takeaway from from both of them. You know, for those that attended lead and, and for those that attended um, ALC. So, was there any? I guess I guess we'll go in order, right? So NALC first. So, were there any like kind of standouts uh, as far as like takeaways from um, the education sessions or the meetings or anything that we think would be of note to kind of let the industry know? Um, I mean, there was a lot of talk about supply chain and our relationship with China. 
Um, they had a financial speaker on that topic that, you know, I think everyone can understand the complications of um, being tied to, you know, both a Chinese owned, owned organization, but also, um, you know, organizations that are within the borders of China. Um, you know, the diplomatic and political, you know, ramifications of what's going on there and that we're all kind of at risk, basically, as long as we have relations, you know, in that country. Um, we talked about how politics played into, you know, outside of China and and our organization, which was also a great, you know, segue for lead, just kind of prepping and understanding the tie. Um, they had Bob Woodward speak, which was our opening presenter and he was fantastic you know just talking about you know his experience in politics and writing um you know just a lot of great history and great stories um we had some industry members uh speak on different topics from customer experience to customer service employee engagement um i really felt that all the topics were really fruitful um, and had some good and easy action items to take away i mean that's important we all spent a lot of time and money going to these events. And if there aren't palatable, you know, exit or actionable items, it's kind of, you know, great. I spent two days catching up with people. Um, so, you know, in fact, I hate to say it, but I did just pull out my notebook from the event to make sure that I could start to review, you know, the action items I want to take from the event. So um, overall, and then great networking. I mean, just meeting new people, you know, meeting your people right within the industry was just a wonderful experience. It sounds like it. I mean, everyone that was there was, not, and I actually didn't mind seeing the crossover with NALC and leave because I got to see a bunch of people that I just miss. I only get to see them in Vegas, but again, that's just me with, and the relationship aspect of it. But um, I am glad that I got to do the dine around. I, Got to meet Andrea and hear her story, and you know, I'm we're just really excited to, to have you here and, and hear your perspective on everything. But in the past, um, and the reason why I wanted to go was a lot of selfish reasons. I really wanted to learn um, from my peers that were going to be in my group, um, and from people like like Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and I really think it's it's important to know what's going on um, in the industry and be able to kind of speak to it from your, like, like when we bring people in and we all have different perspectives. So I was really excited to be there and I'm just beyond disappointed that I didn't get a chance to, to continue on that day. Um, so Jeff, what were your biggest takeaways? So, I mean, like I said, the dine around is always, you know, from a, from a pure selfish standpoint, you know, the, the networking and socialization from the dine around is always the highlight in my opinion. Um, and that's no different this year. Uh, it's, it's interesting, like I said, to always see the, um, the issues that PPAI is taking a stance on uh, for the industry and lobbying on behalf of the industry for, um, like we talked about the cool act, which is the, um, uh, country of origin uh, or country of origin labeling online act. So basically they're uh, trying to pass legislation to have any product that's sold online uh, have the country of origin listed on it. And of course, with the complexities of our supply chain in our industry, it's really difficult to do. Um, and, you know, so several suppliers made it a point to, you know, talk about how, you know, it's really difficult to say that, you know, this particular item that you're getting is going to come from, you know, this roll of fabric or that roll of whatever, because uh, those 
rolls of fabric for that, you know, particular instance could be coming from different countries. You know, they just, they don't know. They, they're using a various uh, supply chain that you just, you can't really nail it down. So they just, you know, we're asking basically for the flexibility to list multiple sources um, <clears throat> and things like that. So it's really cool to always meet with the staffers and, you know, to know what those asks are and to make those asks. And then um, we actually had a really good meeting. The last meeting that we had, uh, you know, we had um, uh, Josh Ellis with us, as well as um, uh, Corey Halliburton, which is PPAI's uh, uh, attorney. And yeah. um, so they, they both joined us for that meeting, as well as uh, the, our other uh, companion and our group. And just ask tremendous questions as far as like, hey, you know, what do you guys typically get? Those, those staffers are in meetings like all day, all the yeah, time. Yeah. And it's like, how do you ever retain anything that is being brought yeah. up in meetings? Um, and really what it came down to, they said, you know, it comes down to the follow up, you know, because, you know, we'll have these meetings and maybe one percent of the people that we actually meet with will follow up with us. And, mm -hmm. you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So um, it's a. Jeff, walk me through one of those meetings or, or whoever attended. Cause yeah. I, I've never done it. I'm just curious. So you walk in, do you have a certain amount of time? Do you have to present an agenda before you walk in? Are there, like, do they give you a certain number of topics or do they just let you talk and then time's up, time's up? Like, how's it, how's it work? Can I, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah, yeah. The, the app that you're providing. So you, you're, you give, you're given a login for lead day and it mm -hmm. actually shows you your agenda and who you're meeting with. Um, and what their stance is. And then prior to the lead event, you know, we had a, a Teams call or a Zoom call about the topics. And then that morning you also, oh, look, she's showing the oh, app. It's not working. <laughs> Never mind. I was trying to show the app. That was, it was really nice for them to put together, by the way. Really yeah, nice. Yeah, they, they put together, you know, kind of the, your talking points and examples. And PPA also provided um, promotional products, which I should have brought in here to use as an exa example. Um, one comment to that, though, I was underwhelmed with the promotional products that we were using as examples. Meg, Jeff, I don't know if you recall, we had those, um, you know, the drinkware that say promotional products work. You know, we are all talking about not just slapping a logo on something, making something feel branded, retail, something that we would go and buy off of a shelf. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that, you know, the promo products that we use for that day really spoke to what we do as a, you know, industry. Um, I had same because that makes it or break it sometimes. Like if it, someone hands you something that you're not going to use, you're just going to throw it away and not, it's like, oh, it's just ended up in the trash where we've been fighting against. So and yeah. that was exactly it. I actually don't know that we end up leaving any of the items. We just use them as tools. But as the day went on, I just started using promotional products that were in my bag. Um, you know, I've, I've got like a computer case and, you know, a pen. You know, I had my own items that I kind of use as examples. I, um, But we had six, appoint six meetings. And so I went from like zero to not having any experience to like every hour, you know, we were in a meeting with someone new. And our experience kind of was full spectrum. Our very first meeting was with Shared Brown's office and his staffers were very aware of both the topics that we, you know, brought to the table and they were very interactive. Um, I'm not going to mention the new Senator that we met with later on that morning, his staffer had no clue what we were talking about. And I felt like we were just, you know, they were just checking off a list meeting with us. Um, 
I guess I was disappointed. I thought we might be meeting directly with uh, the senators and the congressmen, but we were surprised. Congressman Lada uh, did meet with us. Um, he was my second to last meeting. And I don't know if you guys saw the articles about LEAD, but Mike and I were actually the poster children. So we were the picture on all the PPA articles with Congressman Lada and, you know, they got action shots of us showing promo and that's really cool. We'll have to find them and post this um, in the chat when this goes live tomorrow. Yeah. I, yeah. I do have one follow up to some of the, the outline because I know we're kind of wrapping up here on time. But oh, you, sorry, you Jeff. I no, no, you're good. You're, you're the guest. Um, <laughs> when you were when, when you guys were talking about the app and you had mentioned that the I guess the, the topics and the opinions are given. Are, just help me out here, because when I think politics, I think that there's lots of opinions to have on certain topics, right? So are these all like industry neutral, kind of politically agnostic topics where you yes. can walk in pretty neutral? Or are there some things where you're like, I don't really know that I'm comfortable taking this stance for our industry. Maybe I think differently. Like, how do you how do you think, walk into something like that? Yeah. I'll let Andrea because she, yeah, go ahead, Andrea. I mean, the Cool Act was a no brainer. And honestly, at the end of the day, you know, how are they going to how are they going to police it? Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a typical political agenda where they're just trying to put roadblocks in, but they're not sure. really, you know, able to execute. Um, so that was kind of a no brainer for everyone that we talked to. Uh, the other topic was about contract employees. And that was, I don't think politically neutral, right? So if you lean more towards the left, you're more focused on, and really what we learned from our very first meeting was, the opportunity for unionization, unionization, right? So um, when you remove that word, though, and talk more about the opportunity for contract employees to have the opportunity to collectively communicate and gather together to share any concerns, that makes sense. Um, but once we had a better understanding of, you know, the left side's opinion in regards to it, we explained that contract employees in our industry are very much different than what you're seeing like in the tech world, right? So what their concern is, I'm a large employer, I lay off 5,000 employees, um, but turn around and hire them as a contract employee so I don't have to pay them as much and they don't get benefits, right? Our industry is much different. The contract employees yeah. you're seeing are like multi-line reps that they are basically, they're, they're living their best lives, they're business owners, they're demanding you know the, their pay and their schedule. So. Once we kind of navigated that, what the difference was between one industry and ours, it made a little bit more sense for us. So, so if I can well, dumb I it down myself enough, um, so is it fair to say that kind of our industry gets caught up with being stuck in the middle of why, else, why some things are designed for certain industries, but by default, we would then fall under them because we use some of the All same. All the time. Yes. Okay, so that, yeah. that's where we, our job, at, or you are all, all of our jobs at LEAD are to then say, hey, just when you do this, you need to consider our industry because right. this is how it affects us, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. I would, I would say that PPAI is very careful about what stances they tend to take uh, from a political spectrum when it comes to lobbying. Um, so they're, they're, and I think Dale even talked about this. Um, and certainly I know Maurice has discussed it, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they weigh everything very heavily. You know, they don't want to necessarily be pro for something that could be detrimental to 
even if it's a small group of people within the industry. So they, they do tend to take a very neutral approach. And Andre, I think what you were talking about or referring to was the PRO Act, which was what we were sort of against because of one particular statement that's in the PRO Act, which is about the independent contractors. Exactly. Yep. The ask for that was essentially just to, to have... Um, Oh, crap. Now I'm forgetting the word. It's it's uh, an, an, an exemption or an exception um, for okay. for our industry specifically, because like you said, the independent contractors are in our industry. First of all, there's there's tens of thousands of them uh, between Mautiline reps, uh, suppliers. Um, you know, there's a lot of salespeople for distributors that are necessary that are considered independent contractors. So uh, it would affect tens of thousands of delegate employees. I guess those yeah. are contract employees, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're in another country, though, does it affect them? Yeah. Well, we're contracted through the U.S. to international. I don't know how that would work. DJ is a contractor. He's a contractor through Merck. Don't they don't want to hire know. him on, so they pay. I, know, a- I, like I understand what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know the Pro Act is basically targeting gig economy, like Uber and things like that. So you know, we're we're not part of gig economy. We've got they, they, we're very particular in the wording about saying they don't take a stance one way or the other with Pro Act, except for this part, and mm. essentially just asking for an exception, uh, very similar to real estate agents. Uh, how you know, real estate agents are independent. We got this, Jeff. Yeah, Look, they've, they've got, uh, they've yeah, got, I learn from him sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it it's, to him. Look, I'm going to take it because I don't get it very often. So. <laughs> and that um, is true. <laughs> but yeah, Stephen, uh-huh. typically there's three or four uh, things that they would, you know, have you uh, go to the staffers with. And uh, Andrea, you're actually very fortunate that you got to meet one of the congressmen because in yeah. five years of doing it, I've always met with staffers. So, but they're really the ones that are getting stuff done anyways. Well, he actually said he wanted to come see our facility and I let PPAI know and they said, let us know when he shows up. We're going to come here and be a part of that introduction. Nice. So it was that is awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome. Yeah, let us know, too. Maybe we can have some type of follow up with it. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Really well, Andrea, cool. thank you so much. I think hearing having you having you there it was very it was extremely valuable for not only us here but for the entire industry. You seem very passionate about it. You learned something, and if that's the only thing that happened, that was a great takeaway in itself. So, um, thank you for just having your your that hat on. That's for the betterment of this industry. We appreciate it. It was a blast. Oh, good, good. good. <laughs> and Jeff and Meg, thank you both for putting us at ease because like I said, going into anything that you've had no exposure to, you know, I think at the end of the day, I said to myself, I could see myself doing this more often. Awesome. Exciting to be able to meet with people and be impactful. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I think that these acts, the people putting them together don't realize the unintended consequences. Right. And so it was our opportunity as an industry to share our voice and show that we really all are all partners in this. So hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Your time has been awesome. Uh, really great to, to get the feedback from NALC and then also a first timers perspective from lead. Uh, so really cool. Um, Steven, Meg, anything else to add before we wrap up? Mm. No, <laughs> I'm good here. 
All right, cool. Well, again, this episode was brought to you by our good friends over at Promotions East. Uh, of course, we're returning to the beautifully renovated Harris Resort in Atlantic City, October 2nd through the 4th. And as the largest branded merchandise and promotional products event on the Northeast, Promotions East features two floors of supplier exhibits and uh, with unique experiences, tailored education, demos, interactive displays, and plenty of networking and socializing opportunities. New this year, SAGME welcomes end, buyer to, or end buyers to the experience and uh, Promotions East, along with their distributors, uh, meeting sa uh, suppliers and exploring products uh, side by side. Limited booth space is still available, so visit PromotionsEast.com today for details and to sign up for special alerts and discounts. Registration will be open in July. Use code PEPODCAST23 for complimentary admission. Again, uh, that's PromotionsEast.com, October 2nd through the 4th at Harris Atlantic City. Um, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was really, really fun to have you, and uh, hopefully we'll have you again down the road sometime. Thank you. Absolutely. Good All right, to guys. See you. Yep. <laughs> Until next time. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com. <laughs>